Well, if there's one thing we know about business, it's really tough to start them, and it's really tough to keep them going. But it's particularly tough if you've got tough economic conditions and a pandemic. Or how about being a woman or maybe an entrepreneur of color? Fortunately, there's some people around that will help you. Uh, and one of them is Benjamin Van. He's founder and CEO of Impact Ventures, which is a 501c3 startup accelerator. And he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Definitely. Great to be here, David. So let me ask you the easiest question I want to ask you. What is a startup accelerator? Is that another name for a uh, like a mentor or a coach? Uh, in, in a sense, um, in, in a case of an accelerator, you have many mentors and many coaches. Um, so essentially, is a, an accelerator is a, a program um, where entrepreneurs are um, put through an opportunity to get access to education, mentorship, coaching, um, and access to capital. And it's typically a time-based program, so a 10 or 12-week program. So it's a structured um, program. I mean, it's, yes. it's like a, there's a curriculum. Yep, there's a structured curriculum where you get access to many mentors um, and many coaches. I'm glad I asked that because that's not what I—that's not the answer I was expecting. So anyway, the re- one of the reasons I want to talk to you today is I know you were a speaker at, at a thing that that the deck at Redbird put on. It's one of our favorite places. This is the Southern Dallas hub, you know that you know cultivates entrepreneurs, and uh, it looks like they're meeting with a lot of success. So what do you tell them? What's the first? You say you got a budding entrepreneur. What's the first thing you tell them? Well, you know, if, if there depends on what stage, you know, the business is in and the entrepreneurs uh, are in, you know, if they're just starting out with the concept, um, there's a ton of local resources that I feel like they can uh, take advantage. But the big thing is, is knowing what problem you want to solve. Um, that's the number one thing uh, that business owners typically don't nail down. And that's typically one of the reasons why they go out of business is they don't understand the problem they want to solve. And then second, who is going to pay you to solve that problem, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's the other that's the other big question that entrepreneurs often don't figure out at the beginning of the process. Or sometimes it seems like they're really good at coming up with, like, let's say it's a product, but they don't know anything about running a business and managing money, and that's the the other challenge. And that's and but first first things first, you got to have money. Can you get can you match them up with with money? Yeah. So in particular, you know, our program um, has um, uh, over a dozen um, other funders and lenders that we partner with um, that provide access to capital for our entrepreneurs. Um, and then we also work with a number of uh, angel networks across the country, as well as individual angel uh, investors and venture capital firms across the country. Um, ourselves, we just launched our Dallas Inclusive Capital Fund, which is a $20 million to invest um, in invest and lend to women and minority-owned businesses so we can actually provide capital as well uh, for businesses. So what about digging up the entrepreneurs? Are, are there plenty out there, plenty of color and, and, and women entrepreneurs that are just, just waiting for your kind of help? Yeah, I, I don't doubt that there is a shortage of entrepreneurs. I think there's just a, a short of really of capacity for us to serve them all. You know, our program, we take about 60 entrepreneurs a year. Uh, through our program, we want it twice a year. So there's 30 per, uh, per semester. Uh, there's just not a, enough support out there for entrepreneurs, but I, I don't think that there's a shortage. Um, I think there's just a shortage of resources to help get those entrepreneurs at a stage where they're, they're capital ready um, and that they're really uh, ready to grow to the next level. Well, so do you, do you call along the way also as you have these classes? Now that I know that it's a structure, do you guide some people and say, well, this probably is not your area? By the same token, you're a star, you're 
you know, you're graduating <laughs> cum laude and, you know, we, here's, we here's money bags. We, we call those pivots, which is probably the most annoying and most used word of 2020 <laughs> and the beginning of 2021 is, is the word pivot. Um, we definitely encourage, um, and as they go through the process, they learn, um, you know, if their business idea is viable, meaning if they have a customer out there that, that actually wants to pay for this. Um, or going along the line, they actually figure out that their best, uh, their product is, is best used for a different case, different case study or using a different uh, way that maybe they weren't thinking of from the beginning. So we always see those pivots. Um, and we never, we say there's, there's never a, a loss. There's always learning, you know, L stand for learning. Yeah. Um, and, and there's not wins and, and, and losses. How do you learn something like this? Did you go through this? So actually I, I, I didn't go through a program like this. And what I find often is that a lot of the successful entrepreneurs that I see, um, like myself, uh, either cut their teeth, A, by just figuring it out and doing it, but not having that resources. And then oftentimes what I hear from them is that they wish a program like this was around when they started. So they didn't have to go through a lot of the hurdles. You know, in my entrepreneurship, um, you know, journey, I, you know, went um, from pulling money out of my 401k to living out of my car to like, I've literally gone through the spectrum in, in the experience and ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. But I think a lot of things is that, you know, I went to business school, you know, I, I worked in corporate America. And so a lot of those things that I, I learned in those spaces really informed, you know, me as an entrepreneur, which the typical entrepreneur doesn't have that level of exposure to business knowledge or education. They're just running on passion. Give, give me a sense of the kind of people that you're that you're seeing out there. What I mean, do they have? Do, I mean, is it technology, or do they have products, or is it, you know, a new yeah, new restaurant? What 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 do they do? It's a combination of both. Um, you know, what we're seeing right now with with the uh, the growth of technology and really the lower the barrier to entry, meaning that nowadays all you need is a cell phone. Um, right. And, and an idea to start a business when before you, you needed, I mean, just to have a computer, you were, it was a luxury item just to have a yeah. computer in your home. You know, now everyone has that in their pocket. Right. So we're seeing a new products out there that are serving interesting markets. Um, what's really interesting about, uh, you know, the, the whole building the case for, uh, for diversity, like diversity is actually good for business because a lot of our entrepreneurs are solving problems that they have close proximity to. Um, and understanding that those cultural differences mm. actually create new market opportunities. So That's a good uh, we're thought. seeing a lot of different types of, um, of businesses that typically just aren't explored. Can you give me examples of what you're saying? Yeah. So we have a business, um, one's called The Club. Um, he was actually one of the winners of our uh, pitch competition um, last year, um, where uh, when the pandemic shut down, a lot of DJs um, went out of business because there's no in-person events. Right. So he created a platform for DJs to be able to monetize while the, while the pandemic was going on. Then he further built that out to now he's looking at um, uh, virtualizing um, clubs and spaces and arenas to where people can participate virtually, but still have that sense of place um, when they go to, you know, their favorite bar or favorite, you know, club. Uh, another company called Algopair, Oftentimes, people of color don't have the exposure and skills to be able to trade on the market. So he created an automated um, algorithm um, platform to where, to where individuals like yourself or myself, if we want to invest in the stock market, we can just pick a strategy and it'll auto trade for us. Right. So really kind of democratizing the access to creating wealth. Uh, those are huge opportunities. Uh, one is in the, the food space. Um, he had a, a long history of family that high, high blood pressure, diabetes from eating a lot of salty and, and a lot of fatty foods. 
Um, and he figured out a way to dry fish in a way that you would dry beef jerky. And so he has a company called The Good Jerky uh, that provides, a, a, you know, a health enthuse, you know, a fish jerky or a seafood yeah. jerky snack, uh, like five different flavors. It's awesome. So we see a lot of different um, types well, of you you sure know, another do. company, Church Space. Think of all the churches that were hit by the pandemic. Yeah. Um, they created a platform that's like the Airbnb of churches. Um, so if you need a commercial space, uh, a lot of times, well, 69% of churches are empty during the week. And so they figured out a way where churches can monetize by allowing people to rent their space, you know, that brings an additional revenue stream for them so they can go back to fulfilling their mission. So, and, and all these examples yeah. you're giving are people here? I mean, in North yes. Texas that have done this? Yep. They are coming out of North Texas. Uh, they are participants in our programs. Um, we, we, we have built, um, a level, I think a level of trust with, with entrepreneurs of color, where they feel like they can go to a space that really values, um, their unique perspective on an issue, you know, being a preacher's kid, you know, myself growing up, I instantly connected with church space because I, I know firsthand that experience yeah. I've launched, seeing a church launched in the, in the living room, all the way up to, you know, a, 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 a large church that has its own syndicated, you know, TV show. Um, I've been through the whole process, so I can immediately attest to that being a market opportunity versus some traditional investors that don't have that proximity. They yeah. may not see that as a viable business opportunity. These are great examples, and I understand perfectly what you do now. And you do a good job at it. I want to, I mean, and we got to stay in touch because I, I, I want to talk to some of these entrepreneurs in the future. Well, we, we have an opportunity for you to do that. So Saturday, uh, July 17th, we actually have a uh, community showcase that we're hosting, it is virtual. So you can go online at impactstartupshowcase.com. Uh, you're gonna see our top five companies from the program pitch for $50,000. So there's gonna be a pool of $50,000 that they'll pitch for, yep. um, and you'll get to see their pitch. You'll get to uh, interact with them during the event. I will do that, I will do that. Benjamin Vans, founder and CEO of Impact Ventures. Thanks for spending some time with us, I appreciate it. Awesome. For more of our conversation with Mr. Van, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.